Bottom of the ninth inning, and the Bears down 7-6 to the Oregon Ducks here in this game. One of three from Evans Diamond. Here's the 2-1. Swung on it, belted out to right field. That one's a long way. Is it fair? It is. It's gone, and the Bears tie the game on a Quentin Selma long ball. It's 7-7 in the bottom of the ninth. One is swung on and belted high and deep left field. Smith looks up, and that one is gone. A walk-off shot for Corey Lee. And the Bears win it 8-7 over the Oregon Ducks. Hello, hello, and welcome to this edition of Bear Talk here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network. My name is Ryan Zimmerman. Alongside me today are Sam Wiseman and McCoy Cantwell to bring you the biggest and best news across Cal and Bay Area sports. What's up, guys? Hello, Ryan. Doing great. It's always great to have the big news. I would hate to have the little news. Well, you know me, Sam. Go big or go home. Size matters. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of stuff happened this week in Cal Sports specifically. We'll start off with the NFL draft. Although zero California Golden Bears players were taken just after the seventh round finished, four players signed priority undrafted free agent deals in the NFL, the highest profile of which being star running back and two-time 1,000-yard rusher Patrick Laird. He signed for the Miami Dolphins, so you can say he's taking his talents to South Beach. Well, you know, thousand thousand yard season, we'll say not not quite a thousand yards, thousand yards rushing, right? Wasn't he like thirty yards short? He's got the thousand. Oh, I thought yards he broke it. It turns it turns out that the thirty yards doesn't really matter. But congrats to Patrick Laird. Congrats to the other four Cal players. The other high profile signing, Jordan Kanashik with the Panthers, and another Cal alum over there as well, right, Ryan? Yeah, the connection with Ron Rivera and actually his nephew, who is a former Cal receiver, Bug Rivera, he's on the coaching staff too. So. I guess you could say it's a multi-layered Cal connection. The other two California signings, Ian Bunting swaps the Cal Bears for the Chicago Bears, so he'll be headed to the Windy City. And lastly, Patrick McCarry, he's blocked for Jared Goff. He's blocked for Davis Webb. He's blocked for Ross Bowers. He's blocked for Chase Garbers. Now he's going to block for Lamar Jackson hey, in Baltimore. What about Brandon McElwain? I mean, he didn't do a great job right there. But, you know, he did block for Brandon McElwain for a while, right? Don't I mean, he did, but the majority of his touches were outside the tackle box. Was that really his responsibility? Give the people <laughs> the complete hit playing history right here, Ryan. I guess by that same logic, you want me to say that he blocked for Chase Forrest or Austin Hinder or Zach Klein or those guys, too. I guess you That's can say. True. Yeah, yeah, Chase Forrest. Yeah, hey, you know, you know, get your one moment, you roll with it, right? Five years, he deserves it. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. Oh, I hate people who say that. <laughs> oh, okay, McCoy. All right. Well, yeah. So, congrats to those uh, those four bears. Actually, it's funny. Uh, a couple days before the draft, I saw Jordan uh, Kanajic, uh sitting down at Cafe Strada right here on campus with a uh, with a guy from the league and uh, and doing an interview. So that was uh, oh, was interesting know? to see. Yeah. So, big congrats to the NFL draftees, Ryan. I know we have a lot of Cal baseball to get to, but 
We've also promised the people some Cal men's basketball, and I think we should give them what they want. Yeah, you know they did, and there's actually some big recruiting news, so to speak. Sam, I know you can speak to that, but just two weeks ago, Cal lost one of their biggest priorities in the recruiting market. Yeah, Charles Smith uh, was asked to explore his options a couple weeks ago. Today he announced, breaking news, that he is committed to SMU, who are building up a nice little recruiting class of their own down there. But Charles Smith to SMU, Charles Smith the fourth, actually. He was one of three Cal recruits. The other big recruiting news, of course, this was last week, but it's always great to touch on. Joel Brown uh, staying with California, and so is DJ Thorpe. And Joel Brown, actually, was just named a couple of days ago the Canadian Player of the Year. So I guess Mark Fro- or, yeah, Mark Fox's recruiting trip to Canada actually came back with some positive news. So it's good to see that two of the guys who Viking Jones originally signed will honor their commitments and don the blue and gold. Well, was cool. what, are the, what are the numbers after the currency conversion on that one? Well, <laughs> well, uh, you, you, well, this isn't Arizona, McCoy. We don't have to uh, to do a, any kind of currency conversion. Ooh, we, we found out ooh, today. Shots fired. Yeah, today. Uh, Oh boy, we'll get into that too. But uh, but yeah, you know, actually, R.J. Barrett gave him the award. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, R.J. Barrett. He's not Canadian, is he? I I would hazard a guess that R.J. Barrett is Canadian by the fact that he gave out the Canadian Player of the Award. But who knows? Michael Bublé should give out the award. That uh, or Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber could give. Or Vladdy Jr. Yeah, v- sure, Vladdy <laughs> Jr. Jr. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, speaking of in court, Arizona. Um, well. Uh, well, let's see. Let's just say there might be a fourth uh, fourth vacancy in the in the calendar year for a coaching position. Maybe uh, maybe later in the calendar year. Uh, as also breaking just this morning in court, one of Sean Miller's assistants alleges that he played that he paid DeAndre eight ten k a month out of his own wallet, uh, uh, which is you know that's definitely a, a, a new step to the whole uh, whole. Uh, rigmarole of this uh, this FBI <laughs> investigation. Ooh, that's not a good look this, for this, the Arizona basketball program now, is it? This is what I'm saying. It's good to be an Under Armour school, right? No kind of Adidas or whatnot, right? If, under, uh, if they're just catching everyone who's done anything with Adidas in a crime, right? I think we just have to be glad that we're not with Adidas. It's good that we're not in European soccer. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. some there's some Under Armour teams in, there's some Under Armour teams yeah in fact a Champions soccer. League semifinalist wears Under Armour or at You're least they joking. used to uh, Tottenham oh yeah Tottenham. at least they used to I don't do think they? they still do they, they used to I think they they converted to Nike but they used to but yeah also Steph Curry is Under Armour so he's not caught up in all this we'll touch more on him later Joel Embiid Under Armour <laughs> I guess I'm just, we're just listing... Kevin Durant, Alaska Airlines. <laughs> yeah, from the uh, Oakland Airport. From the Oakland Airport. And you, it's, anyway. it's split apart just <laughs> enough that it looks like he has extra long arms. Spread out long enough to say, here I am, Golden State. Take a good look because I'm not going to be here for very long. But that's just another discussion for another time. Where's NBA, he going next? Where's he going NBA next? free agency news. We'll get that covered perhaps over the summer when all the uh, NBA hot stoves are burning. But He's going to the Phoenix Suns, I'm calling it now. <laughs> you heard it. You know what? You, were here, you, <laughs> you heard first. it here first. You know, the, uh, <laughs> the Onion did an article uh, last week <laughs> that it was, a, a nuggets, it was like the Nuggets are failing epically in an attempt to tank for Zion Williamson. I know. I read that article. The fact that they're the number two team in, in the Western Conference really screws up their plans to drafted generational talent in Zion Williamson. 
Well, you know, you you win some, uh, you lose most. We'll, we'll say overall. Uh, in, I guess you. Uh, right. Well, in any case, uh, that's our uh, that's our little men's basketball roundup. And uh, I think we forgot. We probably should have led with this. Cal head coach Mike New is going to be joining us a little bit later on the program. Stay tuned for that in about ten minutes or so. But we're going to talk some Cal baseball, and Mike New is going to be right here with us again in just a few. Yeah. Speaking of which, Cal baseball having a productive weekend against the Oregon Ducks. They took two out of three games in that one, including a walk-off on Friday night. That was the call from our very own Sam Wiseman on the introduction. They followed that up with a 10-5 win on Saturday. Then, unfortunately, could not capture the sweep on Sunday. They lost that one by a score of 12-4. But overall, a very good weekend for this Cal team. That's true. It was just a little bit too cozy on Sunday, I'd say. The weather was just slightly too nice. They were all, you know, having fun in the dugout and not... Oh boy, McCoy! I want to uh, before uh, before you know we get we get banned from uh, from from media access for this team. I want you to to pump your brakes. Yeah, they were all. You know what? I actually I saw three players having a luau during the game on Sunday. That's you know, they had the there. they had the pig on a Spitfire roast. They had the lays. It was it was a great sight. You know what? I had an Iranian neighbor growing up, and he and his extended family, like fifty people, would every year in April they would have a goat roast, and they would invite. You know, it was it was a ton of people. It was a wild, wild goat roast party. But they would never invite us, and I still don't know why to this day. You could smell the goat. It was a uh, was know. it only family members? Was it a I, family reunion? You know, I think I think of us as family though. His name was Muhammad. We were best friends. I Aww. I grew up with a neighbor that named Muhammad. Stinks. Actually, he he kept bees as well, which was uh, wow, which, great I for did the not, plants. Yeah, I did not grow up in uh, in Oakland. Just so everyone knows, this did not happen here. Uh, I think it would be bigger news if it had. But anyway, <laughs> bees uh, in Oakland. You know, you're. Right, Cal baseball team walks off on Friday. A lot of runs put up on Saturday, and then I really want to talk about the Monday game versus BYU. I don't know if you guys you guys saw that, but the three to two win was definitely their best of, of the whole you know five game homestand by and, far. And I hadn't realized that uh, Brigham Young was ranked. Yeah, they're thirty two. They were thirty two in the RPI, number twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. Twenty five in the NCAA polls. The uh, the. The, the Baseball America poll. So, yeah, Cal beats number 25 BYU. But I, I, what I think was really impressive was the way in which they beat BYU. They get down early, 2 nothing. They come right back with a couple of runs. Cole Elvis with a solo homer to get things started for Cal. And really, aside from the offense, Bears came back to, to win it with a late run off of an RBI double by Quentin Selma. But... In that win, the pitching was absolutely key, and the defense was the best that we've seen over the past few weeks, at least, from this Cal team. Stottenborough retired the first nine he faced. By the way, Sam Stottenborough did not pitch on Friday because he was ill, so he pitched on Monday in Monday's game. He's not injured. He was just a a little bit sick. And and if I'm not mistaken... Yeah, uh, two days ago was his first ever collegiate start. You'd think at this point, considering all the numbers he's put up and all the innings he's pitched, he would have had a start by now. But no, this was actually his first, and he made it a very good one. Unfortunately, he didn't pick up the win, but I was still really impressed by the way he was on the mound. Yeah, Cal pitching no walks in that BYU game. 
Andrew Vaughn picked up a nice double, and that was really all uh, all they needed. Some Andrew Vaughn offense and some really clamped down pitching. Rahelio Reyes, it was nice to, nice to see, picked up that win. It's his fourth win of the season, too. Yeah, he's really had a bounce-back year. He's had two really underwhelming seasons to start off his college career. But now in his junior year, it looks like he's finally starting to put it all together. I think his ERA just went back under three. He's now got four wins to one loss. His control's getting better. I think things are pointing in the right direction for him, and it looks like maybe we'll see his name get called between, say, the 20th and 40th rounds in June. It's, awesome. it's that it's that big of an improvement because after his sophomore year, I thought he was going to finish his career after his season, senior season at Cal. Okay, I think that's ridiculous, first of all. You think Rogelio Reyes is going to get picked in the draft? How many Cal players do you think are going to get picked in this year's draft, Ryan? Like 10? I see maybe maybe five, maybe five. If the Bears are lucky, a lot of people won't get drafted. There are no seniors on this team. Anyone who's drafted is taken away from next year's potential. I mean, they don't have to sign. I'm just saying, right? I, I, I don't see how Rahelio Reyes could get drafted. That's what, what, true. What? I've seen Moneyball. They don't have to sign. <laughs> look, at his, uh, look at his career ERA. It's, it's just not... I, I don't think it's, it's in the in the offing for Rahelio Reyes unless he somehow turns the rest of this year into an Aaron Shortridge 2018 times two, if that makes any sense. I mean, Aaron Shortridge was drafted in the fourth round. I don't think that's exactly the fairest comparison. But if you look at the guys from Cal who could get drafted, I think there's five players in their starting lineup that would get drafted. Actually, more like four. But think about it. Vaughn, Eden, Flower, Lee. There's four right there. Horn, Sabori. That's six. I I think that Jared Horn gets drafted this year, but I don't know if he signs. Speaking of I don't think he will either, but he will get drafted. I think he wants to get back to where he was when he was a senior in high school when he had first-round hype. Uh, Armand Sabori, I mean, but uh, you had had just mentioned him a minute ago. He's no longer the the opener. He's just like the utility guy. They're going to him all the time. He he got the save against BYU, didn't he? His slider is fantastic, and as a left-hander, the slider is something that a lot of major league scouts are going to look at and really love. The velocity on the fastball is not. But, you know, you look at a guy like, you know, like a couple of guys uh, that have come through Cal in the past few years. Uh, you know, Aaron Shortridge, Matt Ladrech, Matulovic especially. These guys got to be crafty with their stuff. You know, maybe one great breaking ball, not great velocity on the fastball. The really, the really, the last like great fastball guy that this Cal team had was probably Dalton Jeffries. Sure, but I mean that that's that's the way the major leagues are going too. You're moving away from just having hard throwers. I mean, I can only name a handful of hard throwers that people go to to close out games anymore. They're looking for specialty guys. Well, They're looking for I mean, I, I kinda disagree with oh, yeah. that. I okay. can name at least five in ten seconds, say our oldest Chapman, oh, okay. Josh okay. Hader, okay. Yeah. Well, I was Jordan Hicks, Brandon Morrow, <laughs> so on and so hold forth. On, but, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was four, Ryan. That was 10 Dylan Batances, Zach Britton. <laughs> Ryan, you can't set a challenge for yourself like five You guys cut me off. Also, we can't say Craig Kimbrell because he's not He's not signed. He's yeah. not signed. Uh, Craig Kirby Kimbrell, Yates, the giant, Brad Hand. There's Craig another Kimbrell, couple right there. Craig Kimbrell, the giant flapping bird of MLB the closers. Eagles. Okay, well, no one can see the motion you just made, Ryan, but I can assure you that no one wanted to again. It looked like an eagle. Cal head coach Mike New coming up in just a couple of minutes at 920 Pacific time. We're talking Cal baseball here on Bear Talk. Sam Wise. Ryan Zerman and McCoy Cantwell and 
Oh boy, I think uh, we we got to look ahead now for this Cal team. It was a nice uh, series win against Oregon. They win three out of four this past weekend, four out of five on the homestand, including that win against Sacramento State that we talked about last week. The, a little bit of revenge that they got on a Sac State team that blanked them six nothing. Not great defensive play, but heading into a Utah series at altitude. Uh, I think that they can probably relax just a little bit. The Utah team is what are four and fourteen? Yeah, they're tenth in the eleven team Pac twelve conference. They haven't really shown much of anything this year. Although there have been times where they've given teams at the top of the standings a run for their money. I know they had, I believe, one or two good games against UCLA. That's that's just a, a, a little bit of proof. Well, you remember last year they they took in Oregon State. Oregon State went down to Utah. And they were having that phenomenal year where they started out like 30-4. and four, And Utah took two out of three from Oregon State. And Utah was at the time even worse than Washington State. There's a dangerous team up there. Yeah, you just can't sleep on them. And, and, I mean, the same can be said of pretty much any team in college baseball. But Utah definitely has potential to surprise you if you're not careful. I mean, I, I, I'm still going to stick by my say. I'm not going to say don't sleep on them or, or, because, you know, I feel like it's okay to maybe sleep on them a little. I mean, you know. Don't what, sleep on the Cal men's basketball team. We're going to win. Exactly. We can win. You, you know, I saw, <laughs> I saw there, there was um, pre-pre-preseason Pac-12 power rankings already out for the next basketball season, and Cal is not last. So Who's I think last? Washington start. Yeah. That is a start. There we go. The Cougs. You know, back to that point, though, when Cal went to Washington State last year, that was when Washington State was, well, where they are now, bottom of the conference. Cal was expected to sweep. They lost the last game of that series in extra innings, and they had a pretty substantial lead in that game, too. So it's not like those teams at the bottom should be taken lightly. I mean, the reason that Cal was so successful against Long Beach State and Washington State, two, two teams that have had really bad seasons up until this point, is because they kept their foot on the pedal. I mean, they just got to keep doing that, and they can come away with a couple of key wins, maybe even a sweep, if they can maintain their focus. Well, let's take a look down the road for this Cal team. They got Utah here. I'm pretty sure, you know, a series win is in the offing, like you said, Ryan, maybe a sweep, but then it's a couple of tough series before they wrap their season up. They'll get Stanford in, and that's the week right before uh, right before their final exams, actually. Stanford on the quarter system has no such... Uh, no such issues, but uh, midterm season for them, maybe. Well, maybe so everyone will be nice and focused it, on the game. That, yeah, totally. It'll it'll be Stanford in, and then a tough Arizona State team. And it's we're coming down the stretch. That Arizona State series is by far and away going to be the most crucial of this season. Even more important than that win at Oregon State. Even more important than this, uh, you know, this these individual wins. The series win against Oregon. Arizona State is going to be the team that's fighting it out with Cal for that fourth Pac-12 bid into the tournament come the end of May, and if the Bears don't pull out a series win there, their playoff hopes are going to be in trouble. Hey, who's to say that the Pac-12 is only a four-team league? Well, Arizona State keeps slipping. I mean, it, it could get up to five right now, or at least before last weekend, there was a really a clearly defined top four. You got UCLA, Oregon State, Stanford, and Arizona State. But Arizona State has nine losses. Seven of them are in conference play. And if they turn their half tank into a full tank, then, yeah, I think the Bears will have a really good chance. But after Arizona State, it'll be a series or a season-ending series at Washington, and that's another two out of three series. So I think over the next four weeks, four conference series left, there's a really good possibility that Cal just splits evenly all those games. Yeah, plus we've only got eight conference losses, uh, so we're nipping right at their heels. I mean, One thing I should mention, 
Uh, on the Pac-12 network broadcast of the second Cal-UCLA game, their color commentator said, and I quote, if Cal can play just above 500 ball the rest of the way, they are a tournament team. And I stand by that. They have some really big signature wins, including LSU, Oregon State, and UCLA. So if they can keep their form, I think there's a serious argument you could make for them to make the playoffs. And I think the Pac-12 should be able to get five teams in. Did only take one against each of those three teams, though. Yeah, but one on the road at UCLA at Oregon all, State. All three of those were on the road, all actually. Three on, all three on at the road, LSU. This is what I'm saying. And in the deep south. Ooh. Yeah, well, big baseball country. And you know, there's another thing about about the tournament. It's always you know, a ten SEC, ten ACC teams that get into the baseball tournament. It's because everyone on the committee is from the East Coast. Well, it's not 10 from the ACC. It's more okay. like 6 and 8 from the SEC. But I understand your point. There's a bias. Yeah, okay. Hyperbole. Well, we promised uh, Cal head coach Mike New here on the program. And Mike New joins us now to talk just a bit about Jared Horn and his back-to-back-to-back-to-back now eight-inning outings. He has gone four consecutive eight-inning outings in a row. I can't even remember the last time I saw a major league pitcher do that, except maybe, you know, Max Scherzer or something like that, or Clayton Kershaw a few years ago. But Arietta might have gotten one of those stretches. Well, Back in 2016, 2017 at most. Well, we'll know. see. But uh, to talk some about Jared Horn and about the upcoming Utah series just a little bit as we continue our conversation about Cal baseball is Cal head coach coach Mike New and we go to him now yeah I mean I guess um, you know there's a lot of factors into it I mean he obviously missed the first um, you know five or six weeks of the season with um, you know his appendectomy so um, you know he's fresh as far as you know he doesn't have a lot of wear on him Um, you know hadn't pitched for quite a long time and we did a really good job building him back you know starting him off with one inning you know, uh, moving him up to two, kind of gradually building his pitch count, uh, you know, so we feel like we almost got kind of like, a, you know, a, a, a fresh acquisition, you know, for the end of the year. So I think from that standpoint, we feel good about where his health is. Um, and then, you know, with him, I mean, he, he's a he's a big, strong guy. I mean, you know, we haven't seen any indications of him tapering off in those games. You know, if we felt like, hey, his his velocity is tailing off, you know, his stuff is, is not, not what it is, but he's almost gotten stronger in some of those games. So, so we feel like, you know, hey, if he's continuing to get stronger, you know, he feels healthy, he's bouncing back good, you know, we, we don't have a problem extending him. I think you just have to take everybody individually and see how they do. And, and some guys aren't able to do it, but, you know, he has proven over the last few weeks that, you know, he's been able to do it. So, um, yeah, we want to, our, our first and foremost, we want to keep guys healthy, but we also want, you know, to, uh, you know, allow them to, to help us win, and, 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 and he's been doing that. Well, that's Cal head coach Mike New on Jared Horn earlier today. Thanks for joining us, Coach New, as Cal gets ready to head down to Utah. And I know we want to talk just a little bit about Jared Horn and just about how great he has looked. And you heard Mike New talk about it there. His arm is fresh this season. He hasn't pitched too much, and so he's been able to go, you know, 110, 120 pitchers into ball games recently. And he's really looked like a much different pitcher than when he stepped on Cal's campus as a freshman. In his first two seasons, I'm pretty sure his combined ERA was close to five. But this season, he's really figured it out. He really has developed his off-speed pitches. His fastball looks super lively. And it looks like in his last four starts, especially batters have just looked so uncomfortable with, with him while they're in the plate. Saying 110, 120 pitchers, I mean, or 120 pitches, I, there are there are major leaguers. There are major, major leaguers that have 
six, seven-year contracts that get their plug pulled after nine. Well, I mean, I think the reason why is because they just have to pitch so much more in a season. Well, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. the college baseball season's only 60 games. The MLB season is 162. That's, so there's a clear that, difference, that sounds obviously. Like a, that sounds like a lot, Ryan. Are you, you're numbers guy. Uh-huh. Numbers, guy. numbers guy. Numbers guy. Ryan yeah. the numbers guy. Can, can we trust that one? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me fact check those. Yeah. <laughs> How many games are there in a uh, professional football season? Well, let's see. Um, let's see. Carry the four. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> uh, Cal baseball team are doing well behind Jared Horn, and this weekend they'll look to do more of the same. And, Ryan, we're going to have those games for you here on CalX. You excited? I'm very excited, especially considering the caliber we have on the call with oh, yourself oh. and the main man, Jesse O. Oh, oh wow. There's a cream of the crop right here at Calix, and you'll That's... catch them all three games in Utah. It's disgusting, Ryan. First of all, cream of the cream of the crop. That's uh, that's my least, least uh, top time, top all time, top three least favorite phrase. You're a one sauce. How my, that? You don't like the Macho you Man Randy Savage. I, I do like that's the one he used. I do like a one sauce. I'll let that one slide, McCoy, because you uh, you reference some tasty sauce. He must really not like Macho Man. Well, uh, in any case, brother. Again, all. The cream will always rise okay, to need, the top. I'm going to turn your mic off. Um, <laughs> Try me. <laughs> this weekend, all three games here on Calix, the Cal Golden Bears versus the Utah Utes, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this series. It'll be 5 p.m., 5 p.m., and noon Pacific. Our coverage begins this Friday with Cal head coach Mike New on the pregame show at 4.45 p.m. Pacific time. Again, 4.45 p.m. this Friday. March 3rd, we hope you'll join us for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ball games only right here on CalX Berkeley, your only source for California baseball and California men's and women's basketball and football as well, in case you had forgotten in the midst of baseball season. But we're, we're very excited to, uh, uh, to bring you those ball games. Yeah, right. Yeah, Sam, I think you're a little bit late on when those ball games were. You said March 3rd. Oh, did it's, I? It's May 3rd. Oh, Back to the Future. Hey, there's You're a right. game on Cinco de Mayo, by the way. King Jones is still in the arena. <laughs> You're right. This weekend, this, not, not, only, not only is there a game on May the 4th, uh, Star Wars Day, but there is a game on Cinco de Mayo. So tune in Saturday and Sunday for the Star Wars and the uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo references to keep on coming. So I'll, I'll be bringing my, bit, my big taco bowl to the, uh, Do remember that Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. Um, no, it's more of an American holiday than anything else, but I can get far. into that later. Included the French. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> w- uh, turns into a this show's turning into bear history, which is uh, which is not the. We'll wait for. Uh, I think that's between the hours of uh, midnight and three. Uh, between the, mid- <laughs> between the hours of midnight and who cares? Uh, but yes, this weekend uh, bear talk. But I want to get into some pro sports and Ryan. Oh, oh boy! Uh, let's uh, yes. let's let's get on the uh, the the Houston Rockets Scott Foster train of injury on tonight's Bear Talk. In the last couple of minutes, we have. But uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, the Golden State Warriors are up two nothing on the Houston Rockets, and no and uh, news has come out recently where the Houston Rockets did an analysis of I believe their last playoff series oh against God. Golden State, where they audited off somewhere near 80 points on no, missed eight, foul calls. Eight, eight, 18, 18. 18 points on missed foul calls. Excuse me, I, I got the eight in the wrong place. But, but it says, according to their study, 
they should have won the series last year. Oh my god, the the amount of whining coming from the Houston Rockets, and I say this, I say call this, the ambulance. Listen, I say this as a Nuggets fan. Okay, the amount of whining com- coming from the Houston Rockets is is ridiculous. It's like you know, you win some, you lose some, but you don't lose some because Scott Foster is on your playoff game. Someone, I think ESPN published a list of the last six playoff games that Scott Foster worked with the Rockets, and they were all six losses, but two of the losses were by like forty points. Also, it doesn't help your chances to win when you brick 27 consecutive threes at home. This is what I'm saying. This is it. Okay, Ryan and I are on the same wave- wavelength right now. But yeah, so, so you know, Golden State up, up two games to none, and hopefully by the time we are back next week on Bear Talk at 9 p.m., they will, be, they will have won the series because they can do that by next Wednesday. Yes, they can. But uh, do we need to knock on wood for that one? Well, no, no, you know what? I game sevens are fun. The and confidence, exciting. yeah, I'm just uh, emanating. Listen, listen, it's a win-win for me because if if they win in four, you know, great series for Golden State. You know, if they if they go to a game seven, that's exciting, right? And I don't really care that much about the Warriors. So let's talk about hockey. Let's talk about hockey. Oh my God, you came to my sport. Well, currently, uh, the San Jose Sharks are up. Uh, uh, they're up two to one uh, oh, in no. the series against Colorado. Which I'm sorry, that must be bad news for you, Sam. It is. It's very bad. Hey, go Abs, go Nugs, go Colorado. Except you know the Rapids just fired their head coach. They I started. The Rapids suck. They started zero and seven and. <laughs> they two. haven't won a game yet. Yeah, I just said they started zero and that. What's that? What that means, Ryan? Zero and seven and two. But at least, he, they, at least they drew the same. Twice. Hudson last week. He said to the he said to the Denver Post. He was he, he was like, I'm not worried about losing my job at all. And then uh, and then today he uh, he got canned this morning. So, but anyway, you want to talk abstract? Yes, Congratulations, no, no, you exciting. played yourself. Be- beyond just abstract, super exciting in the NHL playoffs in general. You have just the craziest thing to ever happen. You have the seven and eight seeds. They all well, not they didn't all move on, but you had you had wild card teams. All every single one of them advanced to this next round again, and some of them are doing well. I mean, you've got Columbus, a non traditional uh, a non traditional hockey hadn't won market. a playoff series ever Had up until not this won year. A playoff series and then swept the President Trophy's winning failures. <laughs> In Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm not pulling any punches there. Foma get the mouth, McCoy. I'm I'm very <laughs> excited about this. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't have a horse in the race, so I I can. And McCoy, really you want to know something interesting? All four division winners lost in the first round of the NHL playoffs. Oh, tell me more. Tell listen, me more. Uh, listen, listen to these stats. Well, anyway, I think we have time for maybe one one take it or leave it, Ryan. All right, I will give you all the take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Cal leaves Salt Lake City with all three wins against Utah. I'm not going to even come close to taking this one because any listen, I'm going to be there. I can't you, no, you, this is too close. This is tempting fate right here, Ryan. What you've done with this take it or leave it is that you have tempted fate. And so I will pass. McCoy. I'm going to take it. Have either of you seen the film My Cousin Vinny? Yes, I have. In the movie My Cousin Vinny, they discuss at great length uh, youths. They're talking about youths and this is what I believe the Utah team is. They're just a bunch of Green now. So uh, no, gonna... <laughs> I, I I truly believe I truly believe that uh, Cal would be able to pull it off. I mean, we've got we've got the caliber of talent. It's just going to be can we you know stay focused? So so you're leaning on a New Jersey accent to call this series. I'm leaning I'm leaning on a New Jersey accent to call this series. All right. He's basing his entire prediction off of Joe Pesci, <laughs> which you know <laughs> if uh, if you're trying to find somebody to base a prediction off of, either Joe Pesci, uh, who's the guy in Back to the Future Two. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, that would be uh, that would be Marty McFly and and not and, Marty uh, McFly. The uh, uh, Biff, Biff, his pretty girlfriend. Biff, there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, uh, I believe very strongly in the announcer's jinx. So Cal wins two out of three. Wow, that's uh, that's a good one, right? Well, <laughs> be sure to stay tuned to Calix. DJ Cosmo is coming up next year on the main station. Calix.berkeley.edu University and listener-supported radio. This has been Bear Talk, and it's been uh, really fun having you with us. You can find the entire interview with Cal head coach Mike New online at anchor.fm slash bear talk. Well, it's been a real pleasure having you all listen in tonight. For McCoy Cantwell and Sam Wiseman, my name is Ryan Zimmerman. Stay tuned here on 90.7 FM, KALX Berkeley. You are Cal Sports Radio Network. Purely by one. Game seven, winner go home. Brett comes set, looks to third, the pitch. A base hit into right field. Coming in the door is Booker. Red to slip. He's going to be tight. And California wins it. Nice I cannot believe it. Cal baseball. Unbelievable. Always exciting. Only on KALX Berkeley, 90.7 FM. Your home for Cal sports. What a season for California.